What's up, guys? It is Friday, December 18th, 2020. This is going to be episode 108 of the Get After a Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. If this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. I think you are hopefully in for a treat, not only today, but with our uh, podcasting journey. And thank you for investing into yourself. If you're return, if you're a returning listener, welcome. And I'm stoked to have you all here today. I'm excited for this episode. We have an interview lined up for you with, I think, just a stud. Overall, I'm excited to follow her growth and hopefully we'll have a chance to have her back on next year. But Paige Stewart joins us today. Uh, Paige is a coach, uh, an entrepreneur, a former corporate accounting. uh, Well, she was in corporate accounting for a while and she's breached out of that uh, to be able to serve other women. I'm not even going to give you guys her whole backstory because we get into it pretty much right away. Uh, I think you guys will like this. She's got a new book coming out, a lot of things in the mix, cool stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 108 of the Get After a Podcast with Miss Paige Stewart. This is the Get After It Podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast, it's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. All right, guys, welcome in here to another episode of the Get After Podcast. I am stoked for you all today, as I always am, to bring on another intriguing guest here to the Get After community. Paige Stewart is the soon-to-be author of the upcoming title, Boss Babe Blueprint. I love the title. Uh, She's the owner of the Ignited Life, uh, which is live coaching and really relationship business. She works with women and, and she is, I really, I love her. Her, her message is powerful. We met over the power of the internet, which is awesome. Uh, and I was like, we got it. We got a jam. We scheduled a jam session. I'm looking more at her profile. And I was like, Paige, we got to do a podcast. We got to bring you on. So she is more than gracious and volunteering a little bit of her time here to be with us. Uh, so Paige, let's, uh, let's bring you in right now. Thanks so much for joining us here today on this lovely afternoon. Absolutely. It's good to be here, Aaron. Thank you so much for the invite. So I was, uh, I, I want to, for our listeners, um, mostly, we were just actually mentioning this, we're going to be probably rebranding soon, because we have more and more listeners that are not specifically young professionals, but about three quarters of our audience, if not a little bit more, are under the age of 27. I think this is going to be a highly relatable call, not only for the women, especially for the women who are listeners of this, but I'm assuming men as well. Can you catch us up? Uh, Give us a little bit of a rundown on your story. Um, You just got up to Nashville. I am envious of you. You're out. You've been out there for seven weeks, but it's almost like a new journey for you since April and going full time in your biz. Can you catch up our audience just a little bit on your story and the Reader's Digest version of who Paige Stewart is? Oh my gosh, where to begin? Um, I'll, I'll make a long story pretty short. Uh, ultimately, I've, I've lived a little bit of everywhere. I have homes all over the country, Missouri, Michigan, Florida, Colorado. And um, for much of my time post-college, I got my degree in business and accounting, love business. And um, I felt passionless and purposeless. So while I had this degree and I was working corporate world, it just felt super unfulfilling. But one thing that it did offer me was the ability to work very closely with these super strong and powerful women. I loved just watching them, how they carried themselves, the way they spoke and communicated. 
um, the way they showed up as leaders and led their team. And that was very inspiring to me. I was very broken. Like I said, passionless, purposeless. I was not one of these strong women, but I knew that I aspired to be one of them. And so ultimately it, um, I, I left corporate world accounting and uh, started a business, um, ran a chiropractic office with one of my ex-boyfriends and so successful, really leaned into the community, joined networking efforts and became a standout young professional in the Colorado Springs community. Loved it. I loved it. And so ultimately, as I just had a blast connecting in that sense and getting involved in that community, I realized how much I loved one, entrepreneurship, two, leadership, and three, how much I found my passion and my purpose. And it made, it inspired me and it made me want to help other women kind of tap into themselves and what makes their heart sing and how to go about giving that gift to them as well. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I love my coaching business. I love being able to connect to clients in that sense. A lot of times clients are coming to me super broken, lost, confused, hopeless, similar to where I was in my early to mid twenties. And so <laughs> it's truly is an honor to work with them. You know, I, um, so actually, let's, uh, I have a wave of questions, but let's start with the book. What inspired you to write The Boss Babe Blueprint? Mm, great question. So ever since I was a little girl, I always knew I was going to write a book. I just never knew about what or why or how or when or any of those questions. Um, and a couple years ago, I actually started leaning into this. I just started journaling. That was one of the ways uh, or one of the tools that I truly leaned into to help discover my purpose and my passion as I was going through that kind of self-discovery, spiritual evolution phase of life. And um, as I began to journal, I realized that I might have, have some chapters of a book form in here. And so that's when I realized that, okay, I'm going to see where this leads me. I think this is the book that I've known was within me. And that is how it's, it's kind of unraveled. Once I kept writing and, and saw that it became more clear, I kept fleshing it out. I kept writing. And then once I had a rough draft, I just kept like massaging it to where it felt good. And they're truly, the book is about kind of priming the physical, mental, and spiritual body to be able to lean into yourself and being led by your purpose and your passion. So there's some great routines in there, uh, different strategies, uh, productivity hacks, things to help you feel more confidently as you lean more into your roles personally and professionally. So I want to say one of the first things I remember seeing about you is that you're you're hosting an event in Nashville, I want to say in the new year. And I was that was literally I was like, ooh, ooh, I might be in Nashville in the new year. So let me check this thing out. And uh, and I was like, okay, who is this Paige Stewart person? I started looking a little bit more and more. I'm like, oh wait, she's doing all this great stuff, right? I want to take you back to April though, because we mentioned we talked a little bit before this. You 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 are you're you you are full vision board you're going to be doing live events with women which i think is just awesome uh take me back to april though we're in the heart of the pandemic we have no idea when this thing is going to be over which is when you formally as you put it really launched the ignited life take me back to that period what was it like getting this off the ground what does it look like since then and just uh take me through if you can just those first couple of weeks of was was april when you officially left your job also like 
Take us a little bit through that journey, if you could. Oh my gosh, April was a game changer, I think for all of us, right? <laughs> um, so ultimately we were running the chiropractic office in Colorado Springs. I was just super burnout. Like I said, passionless. I loved working with people, but I wasn't the doctor. I was running the business and I wanted to change lives in my own way too. And um, ultimately, thanks to COVID, I had a whole bunch of extra time to sit around and read a bunch of books that were on my shelf that I've not read yet. And so one of the books was called uh, Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. And just the title itself, I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to figure out what I love and I'm not going to worry about how it's going to make me money. I'm going to figure it out. And so this book ultimately led me um, down this path to identify what it was that I do truly love. And my entire life, I've loved helping people in any way that I can. I love inspiring and motivating people, challenging people, pushing them. And um, this book kept, kept pointing me in the direction of, you should be a psychologist or a therapist or a teacher or a coach. And so the psychologist and therapist, I didn't want to go back to school for any reason or any number of uh, years or anything like that. Teacher, they didn't really make enough money for me, I guess. And then there was coach. I was like, what is a coach? That seems like a bunch of, you know, a load of crap. And as I kept researching it and leaning into it, I thought, okay, there's something here. This is resonating. I don't know how or why just yet, but I'm going to lean into this. It's this unknown and enrolled in a coaching program. And that took me through the pandemic and I became officially certified in October. So I was in a six month program. And all the while I was uh, laying the groundwork for launching this business. So getting the EIN set up, starting the LLC, getting swag, getting logos, getting the website up and going, and really identifying the framework in which I wanted to help my clients. So to be perfectly clear, COVID brought me time to read a book, which brought me the clarity I needed for my passion and my purpose. And it gave me the courage that I needed to truly just say, you know what? I'm going to lean in. I'm going to do what I love and the money will follow. How has your love that love all of that? I want to ask about your environment. How has your environment changed? Cause you've obviously moved physically, but also what, 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 what have you done in terms of, cause we, we talk about this. Um, she's probably on this podcast, but I, I know I talk about with our clients all the time. It's like it, it, the reality is, especially we find it's like when somebody is, when somebody breaks into a new layer of their life, their new, their new dimension of either some people will call it success. Others would call it, you know, some kind of genius zone is probably the best way to put it. Something that they feel alive doing. And I love the quote. I wrote down the quote you have because my father is something similar. He says, uh, you know, money follows, it never leads, which is, a, I always think is a great, great thing to roll off of. But specifically for you, where were you in terms of with your, with your business and your life, how has your environment shifted in the last six months? How do you, who do you spend? Have you, have you found yourself spending time with different people, getting on calls with different, I'm really curious because I know for a lot of our audience, I would assume we have a, I mean, this is almost humans in general. We have a fixed environment. We don't realize it, but we have a very much fixed environment 
so so I want I want you to speak on that a little bit. I guess how has your environment shifted? Because I would assume it has shifted, frankly, dramatically, right? In the last six months. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you say, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. So when you say we have a fixed environment, I agree and I disagree because I think we have the power to change our environment at any given moment. And that changing my environment, making that decision has completely changed my life. So I had to ultimately identify areas in which were I had outgrown. They were no longer serving me. That was relationships with certain people. It was my work, where I was spending much of my time, my routines, my habits. And so what I had to do is one, become aware of what was no longer serving me and helping propel me on the trajectory in which I wanted to go. Then I had to make a difficult decision to cut ties with those things. And once I had cut ties with those things, it now allowed me the opportunity to fill that new space with influence, a circle of influence. So I enrolled myself into a couple different coaching programs and mastermind programs to make sure I was surrounded by people better than me. Okay, so that is huge. That is a huge change in my environment. Um, also, physically, I created my own space for that is conducive for for my own work. And I call my office the think tank. And it's where I can just sit down and just brainstorm and get it all out on paper or on the computer or in audio recording. I think it's important also to have a variety of different tools to the way that you convey your information and wisdom. And mm. so you have to have an environment that feels inspiring to you to be able to generate that kind of work. And as an entrepreneur, that is crucial. If you're not confident and happy and inspired by your environment, how are you going to produce inspiring content and inspiring work? You're not. Mm. So it's crucial. Gotta change your environment and you're only one decision away from doing that, always. Love that. I love that. And I want to highlight something for our audience. You talked about self-awareness and having awareness for where you're at and who you are. And this is one thing that in my experience working with, I mean, at this point, all levels of entrepreneurs, but also specifically young entrepreneurs, it's having the self-awareness and pulling the, I find it's two things, like the emotion out of a situation, right? Because a lot of the times we're tied down to a previous relationship either with work or with a person, with a couple of spouse, whatever it is, you're, you're tied down because of emotions. When you ask yourself, I love what you ask yourself, it says, is this serving me? And is this serving my business? Is this serving where I want to grow? And it's not about a business per se, it's about who you want to be six months from now. It's really eliminating those roadblocks because we're really good. We are really good at, as entrepreneurs at getting in our own way. But I love what you talked about as, in terms of self-awareness because it's identifying not only the emotional patterns, but also, but also in addition to emotions, you have to get the ego out of the way. Because a lot of the time our ego wants to say, oh, we're, we, you know, we got a lot of great things, whatever it is, you don't even think about it because your ego disguises it. So it's something I want to challenge all the listeners is where are you not as aware as you need to be? And where is your ego clouding your judgment? Because 
it's huge, huge, big stuff to be able to look beyond those two things, especially when you're young, right? I, th- I feel like working with young entrepreneurs specifically, it's very bullish. They know where they want to go, but the reality is you need, you need a path to actually get there. So let's, uh, let's talk about this. You mentioned you, you, you've been uh, mentored by some awesome people in the last six months. What's the biggest thing you've learned since uh, starting your business and working with clients one-on-one and also in mastermind things? What's been the biggest thing you've learned in this? And I will call it 2020 because we're now recording this in uh, mid-November here. What's the biggest lesson you've taken away so far of the year? So many. Let's see. If I could just pick one, just pick one, it, it would be that done is better than perfect. I am a recovering perfectionist, still working on that one. Um, but done is better than perfect. So many times I let fear lead me. And it would prevent me from actually getting stuff done and getting stuff out there. And it's because I was so wrapped up in what I thought other people would think of me, how they would interpret it, what it would look like, and how it would be judged when really, like, let's flip that what if. Like, what if it was received super well? And what if it made an impact on people? And what if I could actually, like, like, like sharing myself vulnerably? like makes an impact on others who feel the exact same way and they don't know how to voice it or they don't want to voice it because they feel alone. So it kind of opens up this window of communication and connection, quality of connection uh, with others in my circle and beyond. And done is better than perfect. Just get it out there. You can always revise and refine later right? Like we're always learning and evolving and growing. We're not going to get it right the first time. But leaning mm. into that um, and just choose to just show up and do the work, then, then the evolution is, is <laughs> the evolution will happen naturally. As we grow and learn. Cons- and I want to ensure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Consistency yep. is key. Mm. You know, I, I want to say this for our audience because Paige is an animal. She's a stud. She's awesome. That's why she's on the Get After podcast. But I also want to move in to a couple of vulnerable, vulnerable questions with her, which I, I know she's going to be excited to share with us. I want you to just start off. What's been the biggest challenge this year? The biggest challenge. And maybe even related to I'm just looking at it from starting a business from the ground up and working with, I, I can personally attest client work is like one of the most challenging things to get. You got to nail down exactly who you're offering it to. So I'm really curious and your, your, uh, your pathway on that. What's been the biggest challenge professionally? Yeah. This year? Great question. The biggest challenge is me making a massive decision to change my entire life, my income, where I lived, my relationship status in the middle of a global pandemic. (laughs) That's been a bit of a challenge, you might say, but, and I'm leaning into that fear because I know it feels right. And I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be and exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's kind of one of those Jesus take the wheel moments, right? Like just leaning in, even though the ego, the mind, the heart, everything's like, whoa, whoa, this is a challenge. This is hard. What are you doing? 
And I'm like, I don't know, we got this. Let's lean in. I love that answer. Why is someone listening to this episode right now? Why should they buy your book? I know it's not available yet. It will be. Do you have an idea? You said right around, you mentioned beforehand, we're talking about the new year and when the book's going to be available. Why should someone, and we'll, we'll make sure we get your socials out so people can follow you on that in that regard, but why should someone buy your book? I think someone should buy my book if they're just feeling stuck and they're looking for new ways to implement new routines and strategies and tips and tricks and tools to kind of ignite their inner fire and help them lean into a life that they love. Um, life is too short not to be living a life that you love. We only get one. And um, for every day that we aren't living um, with joy and happiness and freedom and gosh, purpose, like we're never going to get that, that day back ever again. Like have you just like that, the present becomes the past, just like that every second. And um, this book will, I, I hope, offers a variety of different ways for women to kind of recultivate their relationship with their self, reconnect. Many of us walk around super disconnected right now. We're kind of numbed out and um, over, overburdened with responsibilities and deadlines and um, a variety of different things that stressful uh, experiences in our world. And we don't really know how to manage it all and how to handle it. And so therefore we prioritize those things and kind of how we're maneuvering and working with those things. And so ourselves, the things that make us go and make us feel happy, they, those get pushed off to the side when in reality, those are priority, right? You've heard like, you've heard the phrase, I'm sure, fill your cup first, right? Or, or on the airplanes, apply your mask first and then assist others. Um, that is, that's key. And so much of the book, the premise of the book is taking care of yourself, self-care, self-love in order for you to show up more fully in your roles personally and professionally at home and at work. I remember having a call with a mentor of mine before the pandemic, when that world existed. And, uh, it was, it was amazing how for me, it was recognizing a, a, um, cause I've been a, I've, I've, been much better off health-wise in 2020 than probably the last five years. And what I found when I was scaling my business, I abused the heck out of food. I abused it out of my, 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 uh, I was living at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through in the morning and then at whatever fast food restaurant I was to, to get there in the night. Cause I was traveling all over my body reflected that. And I remember talking to just a mentor of mine and he said, you know, he's like, Aaron, there's a point where it's like, you're putting everyone else before yourself. It's a great point. And it was, kind of a wake-up call in that sense and really helped me get some things in line. I want to ask you about some of those lifestyle shifts you just mentioned in, uh, in starting your, in your own business. What's been the, what are some of the daily lifestyle shifts that you've made that maybe you could recommend to our audience that are like, I don't want to, I don't like the word hack, but some things that, you know what, you feel like a, you feel just ready to take on the day. Maybe if it's a morning thing or maybe it's an evening thing or it's just something throughout your day. What are some things that maybe our audience could take away and implement in their life to start seeing some changes in the way that they feel about themselves and the way that their days go in just that, that front in terms of lifestyle changes? Yeah, I'll give you three of my, my absolute favorites that I, I really don't miss. Um, when I miss them, 
I know that I've missed them. I feel it physically, I feel it mentally, and I don't have the capacity to move forward. So every single day I find one way to move my body, whether it's going on a walk, going on a run, going to yoga, lifting some weights, um, playing, or shooting some hoops, whatever, move my body. I have a little mini trampoline that I have in my living room. And so it's like right in the middle of the living room that I have to like trip over it if I want to go over anywhere. <laughs> so I just hop on that and just jump for like a song, you know, an amazing song that really just like ramps me up. I sing on top of my lungs and I jump for three to five minutes and that gets the blood moving and flowing. And I love to do that first thing in the morning. And then if I can get a longer movement session in, workout session in, midday, later in the evening, then, then I do that then. Um, movement every single day. We are not meant to be stagnant. When we wake up from a six to nine hour slumber, I mean, our body has been in one position all night. It's time to move. Similar to how children and um, animals, like dogs and cats, they stretch, they need to move, they get all riled up when they need to go outside, right? Like you send the kids out to play. Adults need that too. <laughs> Um, so movement, movement, movement every single day. It doesn't matter how intense it is. You got to honor your body, but absolutely some form of movement every single day. The second, the second and third piece really go hand in hand for me and it's meditation and journaling. And, um, I've been playing with a sequence lately. That's really been sticking with me and been pretty impactful. I, I, have been journaling first what I envision my day to look like. And I journal as if it's already, I'm already living it, right? My day is amazing. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I accomplished this. And I can't believe I received a phone call that offered me this. You know, it's like, I, I it's, it gets me in the state of mind where I'm so grateful for the day that I am about to live. And then what I do is I seal it in with a meditation. And that is super important because when I'm sitting in that meditation, I'm still like kind of riding that high, riding that wave of coming off of that brief journaling exercise of how amazing my day feels already. And the meditation truly just kind of like allows it to permeate and sink like into my cells, into my tissues, into every last area of my body. And um, coming out of that meditation, and it can be anywhere between five minutes and 25 minutes. It just kind of depends where you're at in the meditation game. And I have a couple of different resources for meditation. I'll share those real quick. One is called Insight Timer. It's a free app. There's over 28,000 free guided meditations. Um, they're guided. There's just music. There's nature sounds. There's just chimes. There's talks, there's discussions, um, absolutely free. It's an amazing tool and resource. And um, they range from 30 seconds up to like six hours, just kind of depends on how much time you have and what you're looking to accomplish. Um, and then the other one is uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of like the big time gurus in the meditation world. And he offers a, a morning and evening meditation package. And I think you can buy both of them for $15 or $20. They're worth it. They're worth it. I do the mor his morning meditation every single morning. Uh, it's 24 minutes. And it really helps me lean into my vision of the future 
and breaking old patterns that are preventing me from getting there. So that doing the morning meditation of his right after I have already journaled what my day looks and feels like is powerful to do first thing in the morning. Absolutely powerful. One thing I have written down here is just talking about celebrating the wins. We, we were, we were talking in a, a Facebook group with a friend of mine who runs, he does a Harvard Briggs stuff. And we're actually going to have him on the podcast here soon, Gary Williams, but he does um, he really helps people get in sync with what their natural personality traits are through the Myers-Briggs system and some of those other ones. And uh, we talk about meetings and how meetings just suck, right? They're just awful. And, and I, leading I have experience in leading meetings and one of the things that I always found that like makes it a little less sucky is as long as we start every meeting by celebrating the wins now they could be a sale someone made it could be as small as I finally moved my you know my mother out of the house you know uh, maybe a per, you know personal win whatever the case is I think it's important to celebrate those wins more than just let's go get drinks and celebrate the night but actually acknowledging it and saying how can I improve how can I get built on this and I love another thing you mentioned with, with meditation. You know, I'm, I, my mother and I talked about this the other, I don't even remember when we were talking, my, my, my parents are like serial entrepreneurs. Like my father started a pizzeria when he was 20 years old in Michigan and Metro Detroit. My mother is ran a women's only gym. They now run the pizzeria together and um, really a restaurant. They serve a lot more than pizza, but I'll give them that. They're, it's an awesome place in Metro Detroit King's pizza, but they, uh, we talked about meditation and my mom's like, I remember her response cracks me up. She's like, you know, I'm just, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't shut this brain off. And, and, and it makes me laugh because I think I used to think the same way in a lot of ways, right? Like I used to be with, um, I had a mentor and we did a podcast on this where we just talk about every morning you can do two things. You can think forward and look at your vision, or you can think backward, you know, and, and what, what's happened try to learn from the past. And most people do neither, right? And my focus has been through meditation every morning, just sitting down, slowing everything down. And I literally ask myself, I say, okay, which way am I going to go today? Am I going to go forward or am I going to go backwards? Where am I going to make this go from the day? Love that. I, I want to make sure we stick to time here. I do have a, a couple more questions, but let's let's build on this, I guess, for, for, for Paige. A lot of development in 2020, like a crazy amount of things happening. Give us a little sneak peek of 2021. What are you rolling out? What's your, what are some of your plans? Do you even think that far ahead? I don't even know. You're, you seem to be so focused on everything going right now, which is probably one of the reasons you're building so much success. Let's hear about some of your future plans, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, heck yeah. So all of this has been in my brain. So everything that's rolled out in 2020 has been in my brain for probably a year and a half to two years. So um, where I hope to take things next year and beyond, because I absolutely have it stored up in here somewhere. <laughs> um, okay, so I will be offering, I love putting on three-day retreats, and they're uh, an immersion, an immersive experience for my clients to just kind of disconnect from real life and, and come together with other like-minded individuals where we really get down into the nitty gritty and deep dive details of, of our patterns and what we want for our future. And so how we can establish an action plan to get them on that trajectory 
and to get them a life that they love. So I have uh, probably four to six retreats, introductory retreats coming up next year. The first one is in January, the last weekend, the 28th through the 30th, it's in Nashville. I've got another one coming up in March and then I don't have dates yet beyond that. So I'm super excited about that. I of course would love to get another book out. I already have some ideas percolating and I have some outlines going for how I want to dive even deeper into certain areas of, of my first book. Um, and then beyond that, this is like big, big time. What did they call it? BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goal? You got big it. My goal is to start and launch my own fashion line for women in the professional world, for boss babes, you could call it, um, that ultimately uh, make women feel confident and comfortable in what they're wearing as they show up in their their professional roles so so Paige has been Paige is getting very close to publishing her first book and before we we're on this before we started recording here just to share with the audience and she might get mad at me for sharing this but she won't get mad she's gonna like we're we're discussing <laughs> the simple reality that it's like it's like finishing a book it's like you you feel like and my audience knows this. They're probably like, Aaron, where the heck is your book at this point? Because it's been in editing and I've been dragging my feet on whatever the case is. And it's like, you want to keep adding to it. And the reality is you have so much more to give that if we don't get that thing done, we can't get to the second book. We're not going to get to that fashion line. We're not going to get to these, these retreats that you want to do. I have a last question for you, uh, which is so awesome that you, you laid all this out. Thank you so much for volunteering your time for the audience. I really want to get to, first of all, I want to have you share how people can get connected with you. But selfishly, uh, I have to ask you this, and I actually don't know if I've shared this with the audience, but I'm going to be, uh, I guess this is this is how I'm going to do it with, with my audience. I'm going to be relocating to Nashville in 2021, in the, the first month of 2021, actually, and we're going to be getting out of San Diego right before Christmas, which is crazy because I don't know about you coming from Colorado, another gorgeous state. It's like, for me, it really hit me like last week that we're, that, okay, this is happening. We're going to do this. And like all of a sudden it's like, I need to make sure I'm getting to the sunsets on the beach. I need to make sure I'm doing all this stuff. I need to soak it in while I'm here. So I'm sure that you had that experience in Colorado. I want you to at, tell me about Nashville for the rest of our viewers. Please listen to this because Nashville's freaking awesome. I want you to just tell me you, well, actually we haven't really too, had, you haven't had too much of a time to experience it because of the pandemic. Why'd you choose Nashville? Give me a little bit of the rundown as to, as to why you came here. Oh, Aaron, this could take a while, but I'll make it quick. So for about the past nine to 12 months, so almost an entire year now, I started receiving and seeing a bunch of really weird signs, right? I was seeing a whole bunch of Tennessee license plates. I was getting followed by a bunch of people on social media that were all located in Nashville. I met a dog named Nashville. Uh, living in Colorado, I Siri got me all turned around and lost on Nashville Street. Um, there was a font that I loved on an airplane. I love playing with calligraphy and I took a picture of it. I pulled it out during COVID and before I didn't even realize what the word was until I pulled it back out in April and it said Nashville. And so a variety of, I noticed the accumulation of signs and that's when I took a step back and thought, all right, there's something going on here. I better check into this. And I'm born and raised in Missouri. And so I'm a Midwestern girl. 
Uh, my mom lived in the city and my dad lived in the country. And so I feel like I got the best of both worlds with divorced parents. And Nashville felt like the perfect balance to me. I am a country girl, with, but I love the city. And um, Nashville feels like home. Oh my goodness. I am also a major, major music fan, massively into music. Uh, so anywhere you go around here, there's always live music and just a live band, and which I totally dig. Everyone here is so friendly. They've got the Southern charm and super sweet. And there's just little pockets of uh, culture here. And I know you can find that everywhere, but there are pockets of culture everywhere, whether you're downtown or you're on the outskirts of the city or even further south. So I'm located in Franklin. Tennessee, which is about 20 minutes south of downtown, and um, it's affluent, and it's home, like I said, sort of out in the country, but sort of in the city, and it's just my vibe. It's my vibe. I've got a lot of people coming to visit. They're just so drawn to Nashville and, and the vibe that, that it is, and it makes total sense that you want to move here and that your friends want to come with you, so I'm excited to have you all as my neighbors. Oh, I'm stoked as well. Hey, how do people get in contact with you? Give us all the uh, give us all the plugs so people can get a hold of you. Make sure that they follow you, follow the book launch, all of that jazz uh, for our listeners. Awesome, yeah. So they can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Paige Stewart S T U A R T. I know it's not the typical spelling, uh, but Paige Stewart on Facebook and Instagram. You can visit the website at www.livetheignitedlife.com. Uh, there you can hop on a discovery call with me just to learn more if if you're interested in that and uh, see how I could be of service and how we could work together. Um, and the book will be out here just so soon before the end of the year. And um, my, my social media will reflect all of those announcements. It's the Boss Bay Blueprint. Check out Paige Stewart. Thank you so much for volunteering your time with us again. I think it's been for the whole audience. Awesome episode of this podcast. And appreciate you all for joining us on this time of the, or this episode of the Get After Podcast. Thanks so much, Paige, for your time. Thank you, Aaron. See you soon.